0: I'm Sally Farrant, and this is the Pricing Queen podcast. The podcast is here to help you get clear on your pricing and profit and start making more money in your business. I've got a track record for helping companies get their heads around their business numbers, and now I'm here to show you how to start earning the money you deserve and become a pricing queen yourself. If you love this episode, please do rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And do follow me on Instagram, which is at the pricing queen. And now on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the show. On today's show, I've got Deborah Edwards, and we're talking about getting investment in your business. Now, this may be something that you never really think about, and you may never want investment in your business. But it's also worth thinking about how you can grow your business quickly with investment or with borrowing. And it was a really interesting chat with Deborah about how you might be able to do that. So I hope you enjoy the show. So, welcome to the show. And today on the show, I've got Deb Edwards. Deb,
1: introduce yourself and let us know what you do. So, thanks, Ali. Um My name is Deborah Edwards, and I'm a chartered accountant with uh, about 20 years' experience of working with small. Business owners and those business owners are typically quite um, ambitious and entrepreneurial. Um, and I've also held directorships in um, some high-growth tech companies. So um, it's been really nice to gain the experience from both sides of the coin. Yeah. Yes. And you are going to talk to us today about how to grow your business uh,
0: by getting additional funding from different sources. That's right. So
1: what are the ways we can do that so um there are many ways that a business can grow and really it comes down to one of um two things and the first thing is the um the speed that you want to grow um and that will determine Uh, the choices that you make really and then the other thing that you would want to think about is your your own attitude to risk so if you have uh if, if you're somebody who likes taking risks and you want to do it super quickly your decisions that you would make on how to do it would be very different to somebody who prefers a low risk and slower slower approach so the kind of things that we would be thinking about is um first of all, what your ambitions were, um, what you wanted to achieve and what really what growth means to you, because we think of growth, business growth as being either sales or profit or number of people or number of customers. And actually, there's no there's no right or wrong answer. Um, so yeah, first of all, think about what growth means to you. And then we would think about um the kind of cash flows that you would need. So what you would need and when and um and that would determine uh, the kind of sources of finance that you would go to. Yeah.
0: So yeah. kind of have got to really think about What about you know what sort of things you want to do? How quickly you know I want to I want to open an office in six months' time with
1: ten staff is quite different from well I kind of in three years' time would like to be a bit bigger and yeah yeah. that's that's right and you know if you want to open an office with lots of people then you probably wouldn't have all the. Customers and clients to match first, so you'd have to think about the order of your 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 cash flow. So you probably have quite a lot going out before you had um, an amount of money coming in that was enough to service those kind of costs. So you know you'd need to think about front loading your your money either through um, through a loan or through um, investment from somebody else um, up, up front. Um, uh and then paying it back at a later date really either through loan repayments or um or if you had investment then obviously through dividends and then and then repaying those invest investors for their um, investment in your company however however that might come around
0: Yeah. And I think um, I've been working with a company who does, you know, who's got investment um, quite recently and it's kind of thinking about what you're giving up as part of an investment. You know, if you get a loan, you're going to repay that back, but actually if they're taking equity in your business, which means they're taking shares, actually that's you giving up part of the control of your business and how much control do they have? And if they decide they, if you decide you don't want
1: to, go with the investment anymore what happens then there's quite a lot to think about I think when you get an it's, investor absolutely it's definitely not something to take lightly so um as you as you rightly pointed out obviously you know loan loans are, are, are great they can be quite time consuming to get um uh, but if you if you do get them obviously the repayments will either start immediately or they will be delayed um you know six months depending on what you agree with the the loan provider. Um, if you go for investment, then and absolutely, you're giving up a percentage of your company. And what you're giving up all depends on how that company is valued. So, if you wanted two hundred thousand pounds, and only wanted to give up ten percent of your company, then you'd have to prove to them that your company was 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 worth or was going to be worth two million two million pounds. And um, y- different industries is easier to to prove that than than others but there are lots of companies very early day companies that can easily prove that they're worth two million pounds and it does does happen it's also probably good to say that there are uh government tax incentives that can attract um investors into your company so it makes it less less risky for them as well yeah yeah so there are some tax breaks on there for that that's right. Yes, yeah. so as um, the Enterprise Investment Scheme and then the Seed uh, Investment Scheme, and um, there are different qualifying conditions. So have a have a chat with your knowledgeable accountant on those. You're knowledgeable accountant is a very important part of this isn't yeah. it it's kind of like yeah. which is I why love. you're here because this is not something I'm an expert in at all but, but uh, I, I would say that if if growth is your um, is on your agenda then make sure that you are partnered up with an accountant who who does specialise and can help people because I think traditionally accountants can kind of be yesterday people they will you know they can tell you what you did in the past and how much tax you need to pay on that and that's great but um, a really helpful accountant if if growth is on your agenda, we'll be able to um, guide you through different um, funding choices and and help you with the forecasting. Because what, whichever way you go, and even if even if you were prepared to fund it yourself or from friends and family, you know you should always have a, a forecast. Um, with the most, you know, it's, it's going to be a crystal ball. I say to clients, the one thing I can guarantee you about your forecast is it won't look anything like your forecast. But it, it does help you to kind of assess the peaks and troughs of what you might encounter and help help put some reality to your, to your vision and your ambition.
0: Well, and also I think that by putting it it's kind of going, well, we need to make this many sales in order to do this. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to be able to do that. Or it's going yeah. to take five years to, before you make a profit. Well, That's right. That's okay if that's what you decide.
1: It's, but if actually if you want it to put, come back in three years, you're like, oh, I, got yeah, I think it's it's about um, it, it's about sense checking, isn't it? And and, you know, if you if you know, you need to make X number of profits is your or sales is your um, is your market even big enough to sustain it? What's you know, what's the competition <laughs> like? And and then coming back to what I said a few moments ago, which is how does it fit with your levels of comfort and your, you know, and your risk? Um your patience, what you need the business to do for you personally, all those sorts of things. And
0: and an investor can bring, you know, I always think about Dragon's Den where you talk about percentage of the business and all that sort of thing, and they bring expertise, which is great if that's what you want. But if your investor kind of, do you want your investor to dump the money and run? Do you want them to come and do stuff? It's kind of like, well, actually, what what else might your investor bring if you want them to do that? They might just bring hard cash and that's fine. But it's being very clear at the beginning what the expectation is on the investor, because otherwise, if you're expecting the investor to do some of the work or help you do some of the work,
1: and then they don't deliver, you can be really stuck with their investment. Alignment with um, the expectations of a potential investor is super important. As as is actually just making sure that if you have an investor who's going to be um, <clears throat> sort of more more involved in your business, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I'll start that bit again. <laughs> if you have an investor who's going to be taking a bit more of an interest, even if they want regular figures or can open doors and networks, you want to make sure that that investor has a personality that, um, that you can get on with as well. So particularly in the earlier days when um, sort of what we call keystone investors are more integral to your business perhaps like later on if you were to then go on to do a, a crowd fund raise or something like that um knowing liking and trusting that investor is important because it's a little bit like not exactly like but a little bit like you know marrying somebody you are legally bound to the ownership of a of a, of a company they do have um different, different uh, percentages of shareholdings have different rights attached to them. But regardless of the rights, you know, it comes down to sort of good, good, good manners as well and um, just general human relationships, and you can't ever get away from that, really. No, you really can't. And and you talked a bit about crowdfunding.
0: So, is that an option for businesses? Yeah. So,
1: there's, there's um, a couple of really good companies that come to mind. And one is um, Cedars and the other is um, Crowdcube. And they both help um, pre-revenue and, and young companies um, attract investors in a crowd. So you don't, it's quite impossible. You don't often get one great big Keystone investor, but you will get tens, hundreds, sometimes even thousands of investors all putting in small amounts of money. So they, they, those sort of companies, they're great in that they also act as a marketing platform. They will help you to ensure that you do everything um, in the right way, that you've, you've fully stress tested your proposal um and um because they're fca regulated they can help you do sort of more of the uh the grown-up um side of attracting investors as well as um navigating what happens after people have said yes we'll give you the money because there's quite a uh, an intense legal process that you need to um you need to go through and
0: but it can and, be a good way to kind of get money without ha- with maybe not having the kind of oversight investor who's kind
1: Yeah that's that's right particularly when the when they're small <laughs> small um, small investors they won't have as much interest Somebody's put in a hundred quid won't have as much interest in your company somebody might put in a hundred thousand um understandably understandably so yeah
0: exactly and what about grants for small businesses I know I get lots of questions about grants and the um it used to be the netwest Pub, accelerator thing and
1: stuff like that um, but i don't know what's still available at this time yeah the, the grant landscape is in some ways it's brilliant it's really hard to keep up with i mean at the moment one of the biggest um the, the most prominent grants that surround is the tech grants um the hmrc have just introduced it's not loads um so these little these little grants generally they help in an area but they don't necessarily they won't be the silver bullet that accelerates the growth. Um there are startup grants which are, which are available again through HMRC and, and just literally type you know business small business grants into Google to see what's available. Um, there's Sometimes private companies have competitions where they'll do grants um, and to encourage, uh, you know, green shoots in their own industry. Um, it's just it's all sorts. It's just it covers a huge, huge oh, wow. amount. Um, it's keeping uh, an eye out in your industry isn't it, as much as Yeah, possible. it is. Yeah. And other
0: sources of funding? I guess like angel investors are kind of yeah, kind of by like and- investors, but...
1: Yeah, angels and VCs—they um, do really which come. A, which under is a venture, venture capitalist. Venture capitalist, sorry. Yes, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Um, They—they um, um, sort of come under the investor. <laughs> um, you get different. You can get sort of cohorts of investors, angel investors, who will all come together. So actually, there's some quite good ones that are around at the moment, particularly specialising in female-led businesses. Um, I've totally. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. Uh, another source is um, and that's, that's particularly um, adopted by businesses in the very early days and perhaps if you before you would go to um, an external independent investor is uh, friends and family funding I always this always kind of fills me with a little bit of trepidation because you know it's all about it's all about relationships and Sometimes you just need to be able to have a Sunday race with your family in peace, don't you? And nothing more than arguing over, I don't know, monopoly or something. Yeah, sometimes the pressure of the bank is probably great, is probably
0: easier in some ways than the pressure of your friends and family who accept. You know, I think sometimes, you know, in the end, the bank's kind of like, well, they're lending you money and they're charging you interest and all of those things, whereas this might be somebody's nest egg and they can't afford for you to lose it. Whereas, I mean, the bank, in the end, the bank can deal with that it's much more formalized so if you do do this make sure it's a formal agreement and not just to kind of well I'll put five grand into your business And, and and
1: make sure I think if you do take money from friends or family that you really understand what their expectations are and and you know on the other side of the coin if you were ever to lend friends or family a a money some of money for business I would always be prepared that actually it's, it's really more of a gift so getting it back is a bonus and I think that's you know that's not because because you don't trust the idea but I think that mindset can can make the um, the whole experience a lot kinder and simpler without throwing in extra stress of you know unspoken or agreements and things like that. Yeah, because it's always muddied. I mean, it's a bit like working with friends and family. Yeah, that's hard enough, isn't
0: it? I know, exactly. And (laughs) I think as well, it's kind of also the other thing is to be careful of your, what you're self-funding as well. So a lot of us in service businesses, I think it's really easy to end up Self-funding. I mean, we talk, I talk about a lot, expensive hobby, if you're not, but actually you kind of go, oh, well, I'll put a thousand in here. I'll put a couple of thousand in here. And suddenly you're, oh, the business owes you a lot of money. And actually it's not really making anything, but you're not really paying yourself either. So it's being very conscious about saying, actually, I'm going to put 5,000 into the business or 10,000 or whatever it is. But That's it, you know, and yeah. it's got to exactly as you would. It's almost treating yourself
1: like an investor, I think, a bit. Yes, and separate is treating your business and yourself as two very separate people, making sure that you keep really good records so that you can see how much that loan is building up. Right? If you, you know, if you do feed it in in dribs and drabs, and similarly, if you don't, if you don't, I mean, you're the pricing queen, if you don't price your business to pay you. Um, then then actually think of your time as well as popping up as popping yeah. up a business. Because yes. if, if you're if you're if you're not treating your time cost as an expense, it's just another kind of loan, really, because you're doing it. You're doing it for free. But in the yeah. early days, you know, we I guess we you do what you have to do, don't you? to um to get your business off the ground I, and i think if it's if it's just been going on for too long i think you know like you said it's an expensive hobby and you just need to ask yourself really whether whether it's got legs in the longer term or whether you need to make a fundamental change to make it work yeah i
0: think that's right but i think a lot of this stuff is about being conscious and being aware and i you know that, that don't let things just happen yes. do things deliberately
1: and consciously
0: it makes yeah. a big difference to things
1: And no matter how small you are, even if you you know, lots of people will do business plans because they want to go for a loan or because they're going for a grant. But actually do a business plan just for yourself. So you've got something to measure yourself against, even if those targets or a timeline is sort of more um, qualitative in nature. You could just see, is this where I expect it to be? And, you know, kind of put some sense around what's um, what's what's happening, really. And just having
0: somewhere to look towards, I think, makes a big difference. You know, even it, like you say, even if it's just kind of like, well, actually, I'd like to work a bit less next year or I'd like yeah. to, be able to do this. It's like, well, what are you doing to actually make that happen and yes. make sure that you're doing something? Yeah. Time can go by of,
1: so quickly, can't you? Yeah, it? and we like to
0: think we're doing all these things. It's like... Oh, actually, I'm not really doing anything to go towards. that's that's
1: where I'm trying to get to. Yes, actually, all these things over here that I'm doing are not really taking me towards no, that. Far, so. you can get very you can get very distracted on things that might be good in the short term, but in the in the longer term take you away from your growth, um you know your growth objectives.
0: Yeah, and then also again, you can have a short-term thing where actually you maybe launch something, and it doesn't, you know, it's new. You can't charge as much maybe at the beginning. Mm. You don't get as many people. It can take a bit of time to get momentum. So it's kind yes. of working out
1: the best that kind of combination, wheel thing, isn't it? It's you know takes a while to push, but once it, once it's going, everything works a bit more easily. And I think you know, fund funding and financing your period, your 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 business through that period of of time is critical. And quite often, if you were to look at business growth on a graph it isn't you know a straight line straight up into the air it's more of a hockey stick where you do take a hit in the early days and that's okay but you know just do it consciously yeah i think Uh, that's right so it was lovely to talk to you where can people find you so you can find me on instagram um and instagram and my website are fortunately the same the same um, name which is, yeah, I'd like to say it was planned um, <laughs> so it's raised up dot finance so that's for both Instagram and um, and my website and then my practice website is harlandaccountants.co.uk
0: and I have to say if you need an accountant then Deb is your lady <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> it was lovely to you thank you so much for coming on thank you take care I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pricing Queen podcast. If you did, please do leave a review and five star reviews are obviously my favourite um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And as it helps me to get much better coverage for this podcast and gets more people to hear about the tips and things that I share. If you want to follow me, the best place to find me is on Instagram at the Pricing And I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.